for the first time in 15 years. And the second time in, what, 45 years? Almost 45 years. The Phillies have a 2-0 series lead in a best of seven. It has been a long, long time since the Phillies uh, followed up one of their now notorious Game 1 wins with a Game 2 win. But here we are. The Phillies held serve at home in the mythical place that is Citizens Bank Park. They lead the National League Championship Series two games to nothing over the Arizona Diamondbacks. And everybody's back in Arizona for Game 3, which happens later today. We're recording here on Thursday, October the 19th. My name is Paul Boyer, joined as always by The Athletic's Matt Gelb, who is, of course, on-site in Arizona. Matt, how are you? How was your trip? Uh, really good, Paul. It's uh, it's hot out here, uh, and, it, and it's hotter than it normally is, I guess, this time of year. Like, I've never been out here uh, this time of year. Obviously, I come to Arizona every year, and uh, it's a great place. I actually really do like uh, I really do like Phoenix. I think it's a cool city, and um, it's funny because last night uh, I got into a lift to go uh, to go to a, a restaurant for dinner with a couple other writers last night, and so the guy picks me up, and I'm like. Uh, you know, I asked the guy the question. I was like, hey, "Is it always is it always this hot here? Like this time of year?" He's like, "No, no. It's just, it's it's." He's like, "It's it's been a pretty brutal fall for us." And by the way, it was 102 degrees yesterday, and it's oh going to be God uh, only 100, I think, today. Oh, only. Um, the roof the the roof will be closed uh, for Game Three. Uh, the guy says, "The guy says, where are you from?" And you know, like, I I don't like uh, I usually don't like volunteer what I do uh, because I just it's not that I don't like my job. I, I love my job. Um, I just don't necessarily like talking about myself or like talking about my job because you mentioned, you know, oh, I, I write about baseball and all of a sudden you're getting questions about sure. baseball. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It's not how I want to spend 24 hours of my day. Right. So, sure. You know, I said something like I always just make something up random. I was like, oh, I'm in town, uh, you know, uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, I think I told him I was like, uh, I'm in like IT security out here for like a conference or something. <laughs> and we're driving past the ballpark okay. uh, on the way to the restaurant. And the guy says. You know, like if you're a baseball fan, uh, like there's a playoff game here tomorrow. Like the t- the tickets are like fifteen bucks. I'm like, oh really? He's like, he's like, yeah. My girlfriend sent me a message this morning. She was like, uh, I just bought us two tickets to the Diamondbacks game tomorrow because they were seventeen dollars online. And he's like, it's kind of crazy. Like it just seems wow. like, uh, you know, you can just go to a playoff game if you want uh, during the day tomorrow. I was like, oh okay, cool. That sounds good. <laughs> so that was I just I, it's I don't think people are not excited here like I can see that there's people that are excited but um, yeah it's it's certainly not uh it's not <laughs> it's just like not a thing out here um which is interesting because it's the first time Diamondbacks have been this far uh, in a long time um and it did happen quite unexpectedly but I think back to last year how it happened so unexpectedly and this time last year the Phillies were coming home from San Diego tied one one and it was just, yeah, I mean, it was like the world had changed, really, like in the span of three or four weeks, right? I mean, everybody was thinking yeah. about the Phillies and talking about baseball again. And that's just, you know, maybe it would be different if the Phillies weren't up 2-0 but, uh, in this series. But, um, yeah, you win two out of three here, you take care of business, and, and uh, you know, you, you wait to see who you play in the World Series. I don't want to make it sound simple, but I, I think we've kind of reached that point, right? Well, that that's the hope, sure. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure the Diamondbacks don't use some of this, you know, Cinderella Mojo channel, you know, last year's Phillies and and surprise everybody. You know, you gotta 
you got to make sure you, you keep them pinned in because they're in a bad spot right now. But re- just real quick before we <laughs> before we move on, what, what's like the best fake job title you've come up with on these stories? Do you do like <laughs> do you do like Don Draper, Mad Men, you know, no, with Sal in no. Baltimore kind of thing? Just like no. they're working for Jimmy Hoffa? No, <laughs> no, it's usually like. You know, like, yeah, IT or like uh, marketing uh, okay. or, uh, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. I, Just I to make know. sure the subject um, gets a, changed. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I, yeah. It's, again, it's not to say that I don't like what I do. It's just, I don't always like talking about it, right? Like, I don't sure, know. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny because a lot, uh, uh, um, Marcus Hayes was sitting behind me. We all had to, like, when you book postseason travel, it's kind of tough because uh, you're, you're doing it last minute. You, you're not typically, you know, like I, I fly a lot in America and I'm usually sitting in an aisle seat, you know, like near the front. Um, sure. But I was like, I was in a way, way back. Uh, Jesse Rogers from ESPN was sitting in th- row 37, the, the last row of the plane right next to the toilet. And he he was just laughing the entire flight. Cause I, I'm in row 36. I keep looking behind him and he's just, there's always people standing up next to him. He's just shaking his head. And Marcus Hazel was sitting right behind me and he was in the middle seat between two women and he has a different approach than I do. Marcus was just like, like, oh yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sports writer uh, going out to Arizona to, to cover the Phillies, and that's, he was just talking about it, like the whole flight. And I was like, God bless Marcus. I just uh, I just can't do that. I really just can't do that. Let him be the magnet. Uh, no, that, <laughs> that's funny though. No, that's that's a good idea to come up with. The, you should you should come up with something like just a little extra, like believably extravagant. I I, I want to. I want to workshop this, but we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. We, we have, I'll take suggestions. If listeners yeah, right. want to give me suggestions on, uh, on what my fake job should be, uh, I'm all yours. Yeah, there we go. For when we finally uh, eventually launch this Patreon I've been talking about for five months, <laughs> we'll, uh, the first Q&A will be, what, what is Matt's next job on the road trip? Um, anyway, all right, back to the present tense. The first two games of the NLCS I don't think could have gone any better. Uh, the Phillies took care of business at home. The crowd was into it for 98% of the time. And maybe the 2% that they weren't into it, they were either nervous or the game was 10, nothing. Uh, so you could be forgiven. Everything looks really good right now. Even the outs are being hit hard. The bullpen moves are working. Guys are not getting overtaxed. Wheeler and Nola still look fantastic. Balls flying out of the ballpark. I, I, I don't really know what there is to say that isn't positive about the way the first two games went. It is exactly what you wanted this team to do. We thought coming in, they had the matchups, they have the better roster on paper. It's all about execution. Well, they executed the hell out of some baseball in games one and two. And now they have all the power. They are in Arizona for the next three games. Yes, that is true. But the next two games stand to be... Mm, a different kind of baseball. I won't call yes. it ugly. I won't call it, I'll call it unorthodox maybe, but we're getting kind of used to this in the playoffs. The next two games for both teams are going to be aggressively matchuped from the pitching side. Bullpen games in short. Uh, and that is more of a problem for Arizona than it is for the Phillies. The Phillies are going to start Taiwan Walker or Ranger Suarez. And then we assume Taiwan Walker in game four or some kind of mix of Walker, maybe Chris Sanchez, not entirely sure what things look like for game four just yet. Probably. I think Rob Thompson is holding off on announcing that in case something goes sideways here in game three. Yeah. And Taiwan Walker threw a bullpen yesterday, which tells me that he will be starting game four. Okay. There we, there we go. So that's that locks that in. Um, But the diamondbacks for their part, this is where the depth of things starts to get 
interesting. So the Phillies won the two games against Arizona's best two starting pitchers, who, for their part, really didn't pitch that badly. Things got out of hand in game two when the bullpen came in and the matchups started going their way and the Phillies just pounced all over him. But Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen did not pitch poorly. They just gave up massive dingers because that's all the Phillies are doing right now. But now things get weird because Brandon Fott, a rookie who entered the year as one of the top pitching prospects, really across baseball, you could say he's a top 100 guy. Really he, good he's, prospect. He's yeah. well regarded. He's been average this year. Even after his recall, he's been, you know, he's been okay. Has been a disaster. Not expected to go deep into this game. And then game four is just kind of like, uh, I'm not really even sure what's going to happen there from Arizona's bull, side. Bull, so Matt, bullpen, bullpen. Yeah. You know, yeah, just like it. <sighs> Two nothing is a really good place to be. But we've seen weird things happen in the playoffs before. And if the Diamondbacks get a little something going, if they. It's hard to say you can steal a game when you're playing at home here, but if they manage to steal a game here in these next two, ideally before they go down 3-0, does that make you worry at all about game five and potentially beyond here? Because it's really hard to look at the Phillies position right now as anything but completely advantageous. Yeah, I, I don't know if they drop one game that it makes you worry. I mean, certainly maybe you're going to sweat it a little more, but uh, I, I would just point to the way they've played. I think with regards to like Gallon, for example, right, in game one, uh, he, he certainly made some mistake pitches that were the Phillies uh, jumped on. But I think as a whole, like his stuff was a little down. And I don't think that's uh, that's a coincidence. I mean, he, he's pitched a lot of innings. He's, he's pitched a ton of innings, more innings than he's ever pitched in a season. And it kind of just reminds me of how some of the Phillies pitchers looked this time last year, right? Think about uh, how yeah. Yeah. you know Nola looked in the NLCS last year; just wasn't really the same. Uh, I, I do think that Gallon has sort of reached that point. You know, 210 innings during the regular season—that was uh, almost 30 more uh, than his previous season high—and mm. now he's pitching another 16 in the postseason. Uh, stuff just wasn't the same. So, you know, getting him on four days rest uh, in a potential game five again, even if it's in here in Arizona. Um, you, you still feel pretty good about that. Uh, you know he's a good pitcher, but you also know that he's um, he's probably not his best self right now. So that said, I mean, like, remember, what, you know, what was my prediction when we did the podcast for the series? I was like, I think they're going to split uh, mm -hmm. two of the games at, at home, and then they're just going to come to Arizona and win all three yep. and win in five. And I said that because I, I believed that the Phillies had the biggest advantage in this series in games three and four. And here they are now after having played two thoroughly solid games uh, at home and they have huge advantages in these games. Like, I just don't know if the Dimebacks have anyone to get the Phillies out in game three and game four. Like, even if Fott pitches well, he, he's probably going through the batting order once, maybe a little more than that. They've talked about like 18 batters, I, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, even if he's yeah. pitching well, because he just hasn't done that in like weeks now. So uh, they have huge advantages. Now that said, Paul, I, I expect the Dimebacks to, to like really change their style of play here. They're probably going to, to push it. They're probably going to be aggressive if they can. If there's an opening for them to be aggressive, like for example, if Corbin Carroll gets on base in the first inning, he's probably going to try to run, even if it's not a spot where they would, you know, where they, 
might normally run, like even if Rangers a little quicker to the plate yeah. than they than than the than the time that they would use, you know, to send a runner, they might run because like, they might just want to push it. Because uh, going into the series, like what did we say? We were like, if the Diamondbacks can create chaos. Uh, that that is something that that really could be a difference maker in a series because the Phillies are not a team that uh, you know catches the ball uh, you know with the best of them. Uh-huh. Uh, they uh-huh. they can be exploited uh, in that way, and if the Diamondbacks start to push things on the bases, if they uh, you know start to uh, you know just make the put the ball in play and make the Phillies make plays and use their speed and athleticism, like that is somewhere where they could you know that's a weakness where they could try to attack the Phillies and. We have not seen the Diamondbacks do that. And a lot of that is because Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola kept a, a lot of guys off base for the majority right. of their starts. And they were tremendous and set the tone for those games. So uh, if the Diamondbacks can get like an early one nothing lead or something, I expect them to try to be really aggressive, really, really aggressive to try to just push it. Um, you know, Ranger is a great guy to have on the mound in that kind of situation. Yes, he is. He typically uh, kills chaos. He is a, he's a calm, calming presence. Uh, on the mound, uh, he throws strikes for the most part, especially his postseason. He's throwing strikes, so um, you know base runners were seven for nine against him this year. I'd have to go back and look at all of them. I don't remember, but um, he's a lefty. He's harder to steal against. He's got a pretty decent pickoff move. Um, so uh, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, I expect the Diamondbacks to to really try to push it because Game Three is essentially an elimination game, right? Yeah, they have to press it. I really wouldn't be surprised, you know, and you're you're mentioning Ranger and running against him. I was actually looking this up yesterday. Um, there have only been two stolen base attempts against Ranger since the start of September. Okay. One, was, yeah. one was successful. It was Francisco Lindor in the game against the Mets. One was not successful. That was Ozzie Albies being thrown out on the strike him out, throw him out, double play. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Those are the only two guys who have run against Rangers since the start of September. But, yeah. but. I, I do think it's getting to a point only two games in. I get it, but it's getting to a point where Arizona really does need to think. They're just going to try it. That. They're going to take yeah. chances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to, they're going to take more chances and that's probably what they should do down to. Oh, you know, it's funny. We, we were talking about coming into this series, how athletic the outfield of the, the diamondbacks is and, and how we expect them to, to make some plays running things down uh, for the most part. And one thing I did not take into account and I hadn't really known it, I guess going into it, I hadn't paid this much attention to it was how, and the broadcast has harped on this multiple times, how uh, below average the throwing arms are out there. There's a lot made of the range and the speed, and that is very prevalent and that makes up for a lot of things. But Thomas and Carroll do not have great arms and the Phillies are the ones who are pouncing on the base paths on that, who are taking advantage of that, who have had the opportunities to take advantage of that. They have guys on, you know, it, it, the, the coaching and, and the plans and the advanced scouting and all of this has clicked so well for these first two games that every aspect of it, it's not just that they're hitting these, you know, massive tank shots and getting everybody fired up. Those are amazing. But we saw it in game two. They're just they have everything figured out right now. And that's really hard to stop. It's 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 great preparation. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it comes comes down to the players to execute it. But. I think what's great, Paul, is like they, the coaching staff and the advanced team, they've, they've just found this like right, this happy medium of like the right amount of information um, to give to the players, right? It's not yeah. a lot. It's just enough though. So like Kyle Schwarber knows that, you know, the one thing that they told him on the bases is, hey, don't be, if it's a single to right, 
don't be afraid to try to take third base on a single. And I loved, I, 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 went, I was going, I don't watch the broadcast, obviously, while I'm, while I'm at the game. Sometimes I'll go back and rewatch some certain innings or certain moments just to see what it looked like on TV or also just to hear what they were talking about. And I thought Brian Anderson's line about Kyle Schroeder, after Kyle Schroeder went from first to third on that single to right, uh, was pitch perfect. It was so funny. He's like, Kyle Schroeder, just like any good leadoff hitter would do. Yeah. He's, he's saying it tongue in cheek and it's funny. And he's yeah. like, going first to third on a single to right, really funny. And, um, yeah, it's just great. It's like those little things. And that's, a, you know, I, I mean, like, that's why I was like when I wrote, I mean, call it what it is. I mean, this is dominance, like, at every level. It's like it, it's, they're doing the things that championship teams do. Like, they just, you know, Trey Turner makes a bad error in the top of the first, then hits a home run in the bottom of the first. Yeah. You know, Carroll's on first base because of that error. He he didn't even, like, think about stealing. Like, if you're – I watched him – almost the rest of that inning because I was just I'm watching 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 and he's not even looking like he's not even taking a large lead no he's not even looking like he's going to try and that's Aaron Nola just being more attentive to detail you know it's like boom making play after play it's that Bryson Stott at bat which you which me and then your dad agreed was uh <laughs> the the biggest at bat of the game and yeah I, I, I do think it was I mean it was just you know I know it was just like a kind of a, a weak single at the middle it wasn't hit hard but he put it in play against a tough lefty, and that that won them the game because then they got enormous matchup advantages uh, with JT Rumuto against Joe Mantiply. That's probably one of the bigger mismatches we'll see uh, in this series. I don't think it was good managing, uh, you know. And it's like Schwarber going first to third. I mean, like it's yep. like these little things. That, like it's attention to detail, it's execution, it's just calmness, it's confidence. It is all the little things in October that you're like, this team has got it. It, they do right now. They absolutely do. And game, you're not going to win every game ten nothing. You're not going to score ten runs. Period. Every game. But game two is the example of what you need to do and see more of out of this team as this run continues. As they hopefully win, you know, two out of these next five and get to the World Series again. Is you need to take advantage of what the other team gives you. Get those guys home. You got a guy on third with less than two out. You got to get him home. You got guys on second and third. You got to get them home. Like we need the, the, the stuff with runners in scoring position was really frustrating early on. They were winning in spite of that because mostly because the pitching has been so phenomenal and they've been keeping offenses down and off the board and not retaliating for that. But you got, you got to cash in when you get these opportunities right now. They're, they're doing that in this series. I look at the, this is just kind of a random aside, but I'm looking at the series stats page through these first two games. And some of this is I actually have that. I have that up too. Oh yeah. Talk about it, but go ahead. You go first. Baseball references is is invaluable always and forever. And some of this is tipped a bit because things got out of hand late in game two and they just started teeing off and the mismatches were there and, you know, mop up duty was happening, whatever. I'm looking at the two offenses through these two games so far. The Phillies have nine, all nine of their, their hitters have had at least six at bats through the first two games. Right. They have four guys who have struck out multiple times and three guys who have not struck out at all yet. Alec mm. Boehm has zero strikeouts. Bryson Stott, zero strikeouts. Trey Turner, zero strikeouts. Every single ball he's hit has felt like it's been 110 miles an hour. Everybody on the Diamondback side, that is two, four, that is seven hitters have come up with at least six at-bats. This isn't plate appearances, just at-bats. All but one of them have struck out multiple times. Yeah. Guriel, four out of eight. Marte, three out of eight. Tommy Pham, three out of eight. Gabby Moreno, two out of seven. Walker, four out of seven. 
Perdomo four out of six. The only one who hasn't struck out is Carroll because he's good. But his hit was a broken bat, and the other time he yes. reached was on an error. Like yep. I'm telling you, everything from these first two games, when you look back, this is an ex- this is Paragon postseason baseball. Like we we know it was kind of a mismatch coming in. Okay, fine. It's a little bit of QED. I get it. But the execution on top of the preparation has been flawless. And here's just hoping they keep it going because I don't really even want to give the Diamondbacks a, a, a sniff of things, right? Like I don't even want them to think, oh yeah, we we can hang in here after all. No, just just end this crap, man. Take two out of three here in Arizona, even if you afford them one game somewhere along the way. I don't I don't you really even want to see this come back to Philadelphia as much as I love these home games so far. Just like just get it out of the way. Start prepping for the real thing, for the real deal, and actually finishing the job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the end of velocity is played, just like we thought it would. Yes. Uh, Dimebacks have seen, I think it's like 35 pitches at 97, and they have two singles against them uh, and nothing else. And uh, Kirkering, uh, did you watch? Well, I'm sure you watched Kirkering's ninth inning, right? In yes, game I did. Two? Mm-hmm. I mean, whoa! Like, I know it was ten nothing, but I was like, whoa! Like, some of those sliders were were, were really good, uh, like really good. And um, yeah, I think uh, we, you know, he he he's he's gotten like one big spot, and that's it in the playoffs. And it, it's also because they haven't had a ton of spot. You know, it's true. They haven't had a ton of chances for it, but he did get he you know he got that the game one spot in the LDS, the seventh inning, uh, was a huge spot. He's gotten mostly low leverage since then. I don't think it's because they don't trust him, but I just think because they have other guys, they trust more, but man, I don't know. Like some of those sliders were just insane. Yeah. Well, trust has to be growing. You know, he, the great thing about watching Kirk ring is that he absolutely never shows any, he's got the best poker face. I think I've ever seen. <laughs> he really does. He yeah. just, his expression never changes. It's unbelievable. The most you ever see him do is if he throws a pitch, he's not happy with, he takes a three step walk around the back of the mound. And then he's back up there ready to go. Like, that's it. That's all he's done and show, and shown me so far out there. He's a stone. Um, I think that. Yeah. And, and Jeff Hoffman had a really good outing in game yeah. two. And I know it wasn't yes, like, again, it was kind of a, a lopsided game, but like the slider was really good. And I think it was really important for him uh, to get back on the mound. He hadn't been he hadn't pitched in a while now um, and really get that feeling back. I think that was maybe one of the bigger developments for them in that game, to, to be quite honest with you. He didn't look rusty at all. Yeah, yeah. like I, I mean it when I say that you look up and down this roster and you look at every player through these first two games. It It is difficult to find a fault with just about any of them. Yeah, Dan Rojas is really overmatched the play right now. But, like, we're just quibbling, right? But yeah, okay, he's there to fair. catch yeah, the ball yeah. in center field. Okay. He's really overmatched right now. He reminds me It reminds me a lot of Stott in last postseason. And, 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 the, and the, the, the bats aren't as nearly as good as Stott's were last postseason. But He's just like, he's, he's really, uh, he's, he's, yeah. Well, you know, he's just a liability to play, but that's already bad tonight. And he, and he plays center field and his center field here at Chase field, uh, a big outfield, um, you know, will be, will be refreshing. I think, um, Phillies have always had problems here in the outfield defensively, uh, because it is a difficult place to play. It's so big out there. Mm -hmm. Um, Rojas will be an asset, uh, in these games here in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, you're right. He hasn't he hasn't been great up there, but he has only struck out twice in his eight at bats. So yeah, he's two for twenty nine in the postseason with eleven strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not yeah. ideal. And you'd like to see that click in, hopefully, uh, if they advance to the next round where it's not a black hole at the bottom. But again, that's not what he's here for. 
you Correct. think you do for yep. now. And it's like, yep. it's all right, fine. All right, good. So that's the one thing that is that is the, that is the yeah. One. I don't know. It's like I guess that's yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I can't really yeah. think of anything else. Like, is no. there anything else? I, mean, I don't know. Like, Stott has just been okay, but that one at bat in game two was terrific. It was a big at bat. Uh, Marsh has has taken some really good at bats from them. Um, I don't know. Trey Turner's defense, like, yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 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 no, kind of scares you every a little bit every time a ball is hit his way. He, yeah, he'll mostly make the plays, but um, just a little shaky over there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, they're in a great spot and you just watch, you just watch, um, I don't know how much of the ALCS game you watched last night, but um, mm-hmm. the Rangers and Astros are both really good, but they also, um, they, they have very obvious and apparent flaws, both teams. Yes. I'm not saying the Phillies are flawless cause they're not, but both the Rangers and the Astros have, uh, have flaws and, um, the pitching situation for both both those teams in Game Four tonight is not good, uh, and I I just you don't want to you don't want to get you know we're at the cocky side of the cocky distraught meter I a think, little right bit now, yeah but, yeah but you just start looking at it realistically and rationally and you're like like let's not dance around it I mean the Phillies I think right now are the favorites to win a World Series uh, they're the they're the best team playing right now. Yeah, yeah, I think you can ask anybody. And it's uncomfortable who's to say that because, like, yes, it is. You, know, you don't, you don't want to, you know. But, but call it what it is. I mean, that yeah. is what that is what they are right now. Yes. Uh, and and the and the quicker they can cast aside, you know, a team that is is good but not as good as them, uh, and and just really recharge and refocus for uh, what could be an incredible World Series. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's all, it's all there for them. It is all there. It is right there, all, all there right in front of them. And, uh, I think they have big advantages here in game three and game four. Uh, I think Taiwan Walker probably gets like, you know, nine ish batters in game four, maybe a little more if they're up three Oh, and he's pitching well. Um, I do think Christopher Sanchez could factor into that game. Um, but maybe not, uh, maybe it's like Walker and then Matt Strom. And then some of your leverage guys, depending on the situation, but uh, they will push Rangers tonight. Like it's not going to be, you know, like that the first game in the Braves series. I mean, because you potentially will play three games in three days here, um, you'd really like to push Ranger. Diamondbacks will make some changes their lineup. It sounds like um, I don't quite know what they'll be. I mean, because Ranger is a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I guess I should go back and look, but I don't know what their lefty versus left lineup. Maybe Alec Thomas is not playing center field tonight. Or maybe Jordan Lawler is playing shortstop. I don't know. Um, okay. But that would make yeah. sense to me. Uh, Ranger, I mean, I, <laughs> as good of a third starter as there is in the playoffs. I mean, look at last night. The third starters were uh, Max Scherzer, who hadn't pitched in like six weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, who started for, for the uh, Astros. I can't remember now. Uh, Christian Javier. <laughs> oh, Christian Javier, who was like up and down all year, right? And had a good had a good start, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Ranger is like, yeah, he's the, the best third starter left right now. Just <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it, it is. It's very weird to talk this way because I am, I'm not used to this team and I was certainly not prepared for this team to assume the role of pretty clear and obvious favorite. Like if that's even the right word, reaching the LCS, they are playing the best. It is hard to say that any of the other three teams, you certainly can't say the Diamondbacks are playing better than them right now. And it's hard to really say that either the Rangers or Astros are 
necessarily playing better. That's kind of a it's kind of a subjective argument to have, but whatever. Like the, the Phillies are playing great, and it's unusual to be in this position. And I just hope there's more of it. You know, you you keep waiting. I keep waiting. In the very back of my head, it's a small voice these days, which is great. I keep waiting for like another shoe to drop. Like I keep waiting for something weird to happen just because I'm so used to weird things happening. Not in the good way, necessarily. This has been weird in a good way and an almost exclusively good way. And I would like more of that to keep that voice in the back of my mind, you know, shrunk and belittled and and back in its cage because I just want to keep enjoying this. These last two years have been so much fun that I don't want to be in the position where I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, OK, but now what's going to happen? Because yeah. it doesn't it doesn't seem like it should. There's nothing pointing me towards saying the Phillies are on the brink of collapse right now. It's just the way I've been conditioned to watching yes. this team for you know, 30 well, years. It's going to take years and years of therapy to fix that. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, in some ways they've been lucky. Like they haven't faced a ton of a ton of adversity this postseason. But in a lot of ways you create your own luck. Paul, yeah. they have walked 15 batters in 71 innings this postseason. It's beautiful. 15. Do you know how many walks the Orioles had in three postseason games this year in 26 innings? How many? They had 18 walks. The Phillies have a 1.39 ERA as a team in eight postseason games this year. It's wild. Against good offenses. Against the best offense in the league. Arizona's no slouch. It's insane. Miami's Miami, but that's two games. Whatever. Opponents are batting 174 against the Phillies as well. It's just insane. It's wild. And every way you look at it, like all these different marks that they've set for postseason dominance, like um, y- your eyes kind of glaze over as you see some of them. But like these are, these are, <laughs> these are marks that um, are almost like inconceivable. Like fifteen home runs in a four game span. I mean, all these things. You're like, <laughs> like you, I think I wrote. I mean, like the only appropriate reaction to this is essentially laughter. I mean, like there's just no <laughs> other way to react yeah. because like, you're not supposed to. It's not supposed to. And I'm not saying it's been easy, but it's not supposed to be look this smooth or this um, uh, machine like in in October because these are these are stressful games, intense yeah. games, and you're, you're not supposed to. There's not you're not supposed to be able to play this well, this dominant this time of year. No, and they are. No. I all right. So here here's the thing. I will. This will be as as devil's advocate as I will get. I would expect Arizona to come out with a lot of life tonight. If they don't, the series is over. I just think. By the way, there's going to be a ton of Phillies fans in the stands tonight. By the way, oh, yeah. just FYI, yeah. Like, I saw that there were there were like some grassroots things and people, you know, actually thinking about flying out there because really, and I don't. This isn't necessarily a good thing, but the ticket price plus a flight to get to Arizona <laughs> and a place to stay was like comparable to just getting in the door at CBP. Like, and that's. It's a little ridiculous. I would hope more people would be able to get in and and see this environment, this atmosphere in Philadelphia because it's amazing and it should not be restricted to people who can pay $500 a ticket. Yeah. Different discussion. I'm glad that there are people who are able to get out there in Arizona. I'm sure we're going to hear some cheers. And that's just another thing added into the mix, right? You know, it's microcosmically. I like using that word. uh, (laughs) Encapsulated by that, that driver that you were talking about. It's like, Oh, do you know there was a playoff game going on? You know, my girlfriend said we can get in for 15 bucks a pop. And it's just like, I know we in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia area and the Philadelphia fan, you know, diaspora just treat sports differently, right? Like I, I, I get that. It's not always just, the, the, we're, we're not the paragons of, of 
of sports fandom. We just, we treat it differently. There's a lot of attention being paid. Um, and I just think, you know, it, <laughs> every little bit of that is an advantage and they just need to keep seizing on that. And if they get a little bit of home field taste out there in Arizona, then that's that much better. All right, Matt, I think we've said all we need to say. Last two games are in the past. Moving forward, they know what they need to take care of. Any passing thoughts as we get ready for these next three games out here in Arizona? My Kyle Schwarber NLCS MVP pick looks solid. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I'm right there with you with Trey. He hasn't struck out yet. He's hitting the ball a million miles an hour. God, he hasn't struck out yet in the first two games? No, two walks. Um, So we're neck and neck. Everybody's in the mix on the offensive side. Do you have have one specific prediction for tonight? Uh, I think this is the game where the Diamondbacks score a few runs. I think they get, I think they get at least, no, I'm not going to say, I think they get at least four. I I think the Phillies are going to need to really tee off on Fott and the rest of the bullpen, which, Hey, you got every reason to believe they can, but I think the Diamondbacks, this is where the Diamondbacks show a little bit of life. And I think the Phillies are going to need to keep up with them this time rather than simply out sprint them. How about you? What are you feeling for tonight? I think Orion Kirkering gets a save tonight. Gets a save tonight. Ooh, I can I can get down with that. Yeah, his last outing was so good. I I could see. I that. think somehow maybe there's just a point where they got to bring Kimbrell in, in the eighth, and it just I don't know. I just I don't know why. It's it's very too specific almost. Um, maybe I should say that I think Orion Kirkering pitches the ninth. Uh, but yeah, something like that, something along those lines. I think he's going to get um, might get a big spot tonight. Cool. All right, I can get down with that. Next three games, potentially, out in Arizona. Ranger Suarez has the bump tonight against rookie Brandon Fott for the D-backs. Friday, we assume Taiwan Walker gets the start, and then we'll see what happens. And then Arizona's side is just going to be, well, whoever you're facing at any given moment. Johnny Holstaff. Yeah, Johnny Holstaff. There you go. Tonight uh, starts at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock out there in Arizona. So thank you. Beautiful start time. Beautiful. (laughs) For me, out here at 2 o'clock, baby. I love it. Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. Uh, We'll check back with you again. Maybe the series is over by the next time we chat. We'll see what happens. Either way, enjoy these next couple of days. Hopefully the Phillies keep this going because this is just a little bit too much fun right now. So for Matt, I am Paul. Go Phillies.